0: Hello and welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Mind Hunter. We're finally getting into season two, and I'm getting a little sad because that means I only have nine episodes to go before this show sunsets on me. And we're not getting into season three. I looked for any news on season three. It seems as if everyone got deeply immersed and probably needs a lot of time to decompress so i don't know if that's going to occur but maybe at some point down the line it's not a closed idea but it's not anywhere in the futures where the showrunners are on it episode one the story was written by doug jung and joshua donan and courtney or Courtenay miles teleplay by Courtenay miles Directed by David Fincher and I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Had a few moments that made me chuckle just a bit and sadly Shepard, Shepard got the short end of the stick and he definitely wants to take that stick and beat the shit out of Ford with it. Man you know what I'm tired of you! I'm tired of this shit! I feel as if that's an unfair accusation but we'll get to that scene. We start the episode with our favorite Dennis the Menace. He's back. Dennis, Dennis the Menace, Dennis. His wife walks in, notices that the radio's on. I really want to know this song. Actually, I think I need to Google that. So the song is entitled Roxy Music and Every Dream Home a Heartache. from heaven is there a heaven i'd like to think so dude that song goes hard i was so deeply immersed in this scene i knew exactly what was about to happen uh <laughs> i knew what she was gonna discover but the the way in which they utilize the song to emphasize or to rev up the tension because she's going to be fucking horrified and you're like oh what is it what is it what is it and it's it's uh, Dennis the Menace with a female mask on doing some autoerotic asphyxiation while masturbating Oh, that's awkward he came out that restroom chasing her just like a man does every time he's caught cheating i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it to you it just happened i didn't mean to trip and fall and land inside of her vagina i swear it was an accident that was a great intro into the second season it set the mood it set the tone it brought us back to one of our most mysterious char- characters. We, at least I know, that he's the BTK killer. Recently, listened to Simon Whistler talk about his crimes and, more importantly, how he got caught. <laughs> but a lot of things have happened since the finale, but it's not been a lot of time that has passed. Uh, first, Bill goes to church. And the whole entire time they was in church, I was like, this is the worst. I cannot tell you how much I hated going to church. Just, I, I, some people, they, they deeply enjoy it and love it. I personally thought it was like torture every moment I was there. I'm like, if I have to stand one more damn time, one more damn time to talk about another song that we singing about the Lord today, can we not just be in and out of this bitch in like 30 minutes? because what you really want is my money moving on uh their son brian is a little bit more active he says mommy i don't think before in the last season they made it clear that he could speak he just chose not to speak or is it just around his dad but he likes to go play football with the older boys mom is concerned about this but he's like they treat him all right and he's being a boy that is something that i like to see when you do normal boy things then bill is totally supportive when you are vulnerable as a boy he is not very uh comforting he is not the one for that job his wife debbie no that's that's uh his that's holding ex girlfriend what's her name cheryl nancy nancy is telling her husband to please be sociable during the barbecue that they are having. She intends to have him set up on mail pl- the whole time at this barbecue. I could not help but think of Bill Burr's stand up when he was like, "It's so emasculating to have your girlfriend set you up on play dates with another man like he likes fit- football just like you." <laughs> that's pretty much how this scene played out and i've never seen it play out like this so i could not help but laugh my ass off and then the entire time you want me to be sociable they're asking me questions about what i do i'm trying to be coy about it they want more details and you go you gonna um chastise me about talking about this shit and you need to mind your damn business bitch you want me to socialize or not you can't have it both ways she also had to get a cooler of beer just to. It's like, I brought two coolers of beer. I will be so sociable. I thought you gonna socialize. I'm fucking cooking the food. How you think this shit happens? And then she just kept watching him out of the corner of her eye. Ooh, Nancy. 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 <laughs> or is this just a white woman thing? No, I think it's a Nancy thing because she do too much. She doing too much. Bill goes to work. He did tell her I worked 65 hours this week, which is a lot of time to be at the office. Then he comes to work as if he has the the weight of the world on his shoulders. He knows that Ford is missing and that Shepard wants to see him and nobody else first thing. He's like, fuck. (laughs) He then goes up to see Shepard who says, I want you to know before anyone else does I'm retiring he tries to play this off like this is what I wanted to do this is what I've been thinking of it's finally time for me to press the button Bill isn't stupid he's thinking uh the timing is a little coincidental with that OPR investigation but he's like no 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 this ain't got nothing to do with that because he has his pride he then tells him that his replacement has already been selected by the name of Ted Gunn and he will have the full support of the bsu and everything that they need going forward he's like great when do i meet him right now surprise motherfucker ted is an ambitious man with much more of an open mind than shepherd old school versus new school way of thinking call me ted you know uh unfortunately that is how it how it rolls you know you have the the more innovative class of people and then the 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 more conservative but the great thing about both Wendy and Bill is that they can recognize that there is a talent there that there is a need there for that type of thinking and that's one of the best traits it's its a leadership trait or a managerial trait it's specifically Uh, and most companies practice the same type of thinking because they don't want to stall progress they don't want to come up with new ideas that might change the market or the game because they're too stuck in their ways they want that they want that feedback because it does it might not mean it changes now but hey they'd rather be thinking about it and getting that feedback than not So Ted kind of puts it to him like you're, you're pretty much safe here. I'm just going to support you. I'm going to make that OPR inquiry possibly go away. But how do you feel about Agent Ford? Because what did you say about him? You had some concerns and he says, yeah, he is a little (laughs) there. There's a method to his madness, but there is madness. And he knows that Holden hasn't quite found his, his balance there but he also doesn't want him to be cut loose or think he should be cut loose because he is the one that has pushed them to where they are currently and he said that's exactly what i wanted to hear i just need you to babysit him and keep him on the straight and narrow he then wants to talk to ford and he covers for him and says that he gave him the weekend turns out they don't actually know where he is he goes downstairs and greg is there greg is like oh the opr or he tells him the opr thing might go away he's like oh that's that's good news and he's like is it is it really because he they still feel very angry i didn't realize Carr was so angry at bill for the accusation i don't feel like that was even an unreasonable accusation and i laughed my ass off when suck up ford is gonna be like i was absolutely appalled when bill but I also don't feel like that was enough to really have a chip on your shoulder. You are clearly the most vocal about not hiding the evidence. And you know, <laughs> you are your own person. You like to do things your own way. And you definitely see things totally different than I do, but that is all of those differing components. is what makes a good team? And I think people forget that you need different, you need uh not the same person that's just gonna be like yeah yeah you need people to challenge each other uh but do it respectfully even if you don't have to like them you don't have to like them that's the thing about your coworker, people you work with you do not have to like them we're not friends but we have a job to do and we want to be successful in that job in that position because those come with certain things that they want to accomplish so that's what you need to do greg gonna try to drag him like does he have any friends shut up meg bell tries to pretend he don't see ford as his son but he does <laughs> because you know how you just you're worried and then you're you keeping it cool you're not panicking you're just but the minute he gets a phone call and it's uh holding he's like where the fuck you been <laughs> all of that emotion and worry comes up and of course instead of talking to them about the concerning thing when he gets to the hospital he's told that unfortunately he suffers from panic attacks that is due to stress the doctor tells him he's the first person to get discharged from his floor because he kept having multiple attacks that he thought was heart attacks he's told to look for the signs and he's given uh some volume and like the quintessential raised in the 1940s type of <laughs> male figure that bill is he doesn't actually want to talk about the vulnerable things he's just like he starts leaning over needs some assistance he's like get your shit together get it what's, what's wrong what don't you know what don't don't do this do not do this right now because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you. And I don't want to admit my feelings. So you need to get your shit together. Get on the plane. By the way, I'm just going to keep cursing you out. He Actually, Bill reminds me of my mother a lot in this scene. Because that's how to, I got in a car accident. Sidebar. And uh, it's the first car I had. I got a car accident. Wasn't my fault at all. <laughs> I was just driving down the highway. Another car slipped on some black ice started rolling to my car tried to hit my car i swerved to avoid said car and i hit the guardrail except i went across two lanes of highway while doing so surprised i wasn't hit by another car terrible first accident totaled the car i was fine i was fine i did go to the hospital right because you know that car was totaled it was just like a little heap of metal And the next day, my mom comes over in the morning and she's just yelling at me like, well, you shouldn't have been driving. And then I'm like, I don't know why all this anger is coming my way. (laughs) Like this is somehow, but that's how they react. They don't know how to, the, the knee jerk reaction when they're most concerned, when they're most worried is to put up a wall and pretend that they're not feeling those feelings and can only react angrily at the situation, even though it's not the other person like it's not his fault he's having panic attacks but he knows that he isn't that he loves what he does he's important to the work that they're doing so it's almost like with his son I don't know how to to break this barrier and thus it frustrates me and I take that anger out on you because even when he got out of the car he was like say thank you (laughs) and he just shut the door because he's like thanks dad you just basically chastised me the whole ride because he's worried but it doesn't translate well (laughs) even on the plane (laughs) he starts to curse he's like you better not fuck Mm. i'm just telling you right now you're gonna go in you're gonna take the weekend you're gonna come in on monday he was asking for you i cover for you i did all these things <laughs> he's so funny he even bought him a suitcase he bought him clothes he's so sweet He could put him up in the hotel and then you see uh because he totally cares and you see holding going upstairs looking at his prescription he tries to take a shower after he took the volume and that's never a good idea he passed the fuck out he slept all weekend because that's what volume does to you on monday holden goes in to meet ted ted is very much impressed with him he already met with wendy wendy's still the most uninteresting character to me at this point i still don't have a full grasp of reading her and i hope they do more with her characterization this year it's not necessary but I would like to see this character fleshed out just a little bit more because I don't know where she like the whole thing with her and Bill like you shouldn't have and he even said she's like it'll move forward but you tried to give her the good news he tried to he's trying to talk to her she's ignoring him and he's like look, look I'm sorry you know <laughs> people make mistakes I should not have accused you I was in my emotions in the moment But I also don't act like you made an irrational choice. You were clearly not okay with the decision that was made. It is only logical to ask and wonder if you're the one that sent the tape. And it's not like he said, you sent the fucking tape. He's asked, did you do it? So I don't, mm, I'm not with that correlation. She just came off like a bitch. (laughs) And, uh, they do make up though and uh holden after his meeting with ted he meets everyone else in his office everyone else he uh, to holding he takes to the cafeteria wendy was told to also be his babysitter for the most part because she was asked about holden she's like yeah i ain't got no beef with him he's a little unconventional and they did wonder if she would be the issue holden has told you assembled a nice team here and he's like thank you ted and i'm like oh god so the last thing holden needs is someone stroking his ego <laughs> but he tells them look i need results if you want them the government to do things our way how we see things then we need actual results they need to be coming to us and not the other way around And if we want to standardize this thing, and it is important for us to do so, then we need to prove them wrong. And you are leading those instincts at this point. So he goes downstairs. They're talking about the first black serial killer named Hanson, I believe. And they're also talking about another prisoner that they could both interview while they are talking though um he says let me air out the dirty laundry in the room so wendy didn't do it clearly bill wouldn't do it i didn't give a fuck greg why did you send the opr tape or tape to opr (laughs) greg couldn't even lie well and i can't believe they was looking shocked (laughs) i'm still like wendy and bill you both suck because everyone knew anybody within a hundred mile radius would know that that is it it was totally Greg also the BTK killer is brought up during his cooling off period because I know he wasn't caught in the 70s he was caught in like 1994 or something like that but his he's already killed and he's in a cooling off period and they have the case file and it is finally given over to Bill to look into which he agrees to do they then um or holden then tells them we're gonna get manson (laughs) when he's like i don't give a shit about manson he doesn't fit any of the patterns we're doing but it's manson but he didn't kill anybody but it's manson it's very true though manson's just a psychopath all the other people that did what he i mean (laughs) he's horrible but yeah unfortunately other people that's like at this case i was just watching where this lady oh god i forgot her name but she was she's not a doctor right and she came up with this whole fasting remedy where you put up enemas and you're only chicken broth everybody that went on this for to better their health mind you all died and people kept showing up for the same fucking treatment and didn't even want to discontinue their treatments like the one that they finally saved and they took a picture of her. she looked like a fucking skeleton with flesh on it it was absolutely appalling i don't know how anyone could look themselves in the mirror and think this shit is working for me it is really fucked up how some people are just overwhelmingly open or or susceptible to that type of mental manipulation and not i mean that stems ultimately from some unresolved feelings within thyself truly because i wouldn't flock to that motherfucker (laughs) i wouldn't be invited mind you but (laughs) so many people i'm like how did they fall for this how back to the episode they um they then go to shepherd's retirement party And well, he asked me, Wendy, at a bar to talk about his panic disorder. And she starts asking very specific questions. You need to, she tells him that you need to be aware of the triggers because you're the only person I can watch out for you. She explains that this happens in front of an in (laughs) in front of an inmate during an interview. This would be terrible. And thus he really needs to be very mindful of this. But she's also distracted by the hot bartender. So she's more thinking about how she's about to toss her salad or get her salad tossed. I love that Holden said, I found this place by just following the Marines. (laughs) Then we go to Shepard's Retirement Party where Wendy and Bill have made up. She also chastised him for calling. He's like, did you really need to run Greg over the coals like that? Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) It felt good. He should have just admitted what he did, especially when people started blaming each other. You kept quiet. You act like a little bitch. And now we know that you're a little bitch, which means we're probably going to put you in the corner. So at the retirement party, Bill and Wendy chatted up he makes a speech to shepherd first they give him an award they like it's a formal thing <laughs> and he keeps saying like he doesn't look happy i don't think he looks happy but he is giving credit for the bsu even though he never really supported the bsu he reluctantly supported it as far as it went only because they got other types of funding and uh after now, I will say this. Force he does not know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it doesn't. He has. If you know someone does not like you, don't at a retirement party stand up after someone just done a huge speech. They came up and did a speech, but you always need to one up somebody. That's his issue. He needs to have that he needs to be the center of attention. Yeah, he's a big narcissist. Um so he starts to give the speech and Shepard just walked the fuck out later bitch get fucked ford realizing that he left in the middle of his speech <laughs> he said i have no respect for you you are my downfall but he did try to put him i mean shepherd really tried to keep him from emerging too so on one on one hand i get it because he he's trying to talk to he's like what are you fucking naive i was forced to retire but nobody told you to lie you could have found out what happened and said you know what i gotta get. i gotta give this up so you had a choice to make and you chose not to make it you can't then blame ford even though ford yes got you in the situation by being irresponsible on the tape not realizing that there are parameters but ford even said look i with opr i fell on my stor- sword i told him i take full responsibility Shepard's like they don't fucking care about you because you're the golden boy I had to take the fall for your mistake but I would say it was more our mistake then it would start off as Ford's mistake but then it when you made that decision to cover it up it became your mistake it was our mistake uh then he did walk out of the OPR meeting though and that would be Ford's mistake so yeah I suppose we could put that on him but Shepard calling him like i don't know if you're just fucking naive or you're putting on an act but i don't get it and he's like you're a self-centered he just hates his guts but i did not he starts having a panic attack and walks away bill comes out with his wife like he left your date and he starts talking to bill while he's having a panic attack i did not like when he said you really are a fucking pussy because that is a toxic masculine. like men are not allowed to be vulnerable he is putting himself mentally at risk to to figure out something that could potentially stop these people or we can recognize these signs for them in the future as wendy put it when you empathize with these type of people you know part of yourself like your own moral code is is disconnected and that is what has precipitated or yeah precipitated these panic attacks now this is a direct result of the work that i've been doing in order to to be successful in what i'm doing for a greater good for a greater cause yes he has his own feelings in there however ultimately it is a worthwhile and and long-reaching goal for the betterment of humanity than the detriment of it and thus, I feel as if while Shepard was angry, and had a right to be angry, I think that well, then, then I go back and forth too because I'm like, Ford, you know he hates you. Why do you do this? <laughs> Why do you chase him down when he walked out? That was a pretty good sign that he doesn't want to hear anything that you have to say. I think because maybe he was feeling guilty. i think because he's such an empathetic soul he he understood something wasn't right and he needed to know what that was and then when he found out he was the one behind it it was i wanted to hear more about what what wendy would have said about the fact that kemper hugged him because he's like did he threaten you i'm like yeah you kind of did and he just says well you hugged me she's like what do you mean he hugged you (laughs) and i'm pretty sure that is where we wrap up this episode ted gunn is gonna be a rock star and he's definitely gonna be a man who wants results so that is going they they also have a new office bill came in grabbed his shit and said i'll see you guys down the hall i want to break free so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe Until the next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic.